Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items that you can take back to your call center, improve the overall customer experience, improve the working environment that you're in, and hopefully now improve your new norm. What's going on, everybody? My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer. Located here in beautiful Pennsylvania, we are now a virtual call center as 95 to to probably 97% of all of our agents and all of our support staff are now working from home. We have kind of embraced the new norm. Probably went there kicking and screaming, to be honest, but but we did it. I wanted to to talk uh, on a couple different levels today. Guys, I went back and forth on this, and to be honest with you, this is the fourth time I've tried to record this podcast in the last 20 minutes. I've gone back and forth so many times on the things that I wanted to say, so let's hopefully maybe the fourth time here is a is the charm. I'm actually really tired of even the posts that I've done on on you know operating with COVID-19 in your call center and you know best practices for at home, and and I think you guys are are getting probably a little weary of that as well, so. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I want to focus on a couple key things that I think have helped us, but I don't want to spend the whole episode on this. I want to just tell a story and and talk to you guys about my last 10 to 14 days. I know a lot of you guys have had pretty interesting stories and rides here as well. I would love, you know, if if somebody would go on the Advice from a Call Center Geek community, maybe maybe type out or, or post your story, even if you record something and, you know, kind of shoot it on there. I'd love to hear some of, of the I guess trials and tribulations of, of what you guys have gone in, in your contact centers over the past 10 to 14 days. I know it's, I've talked to a, a lot of people and it's been a, it's been a ride, right? And, and some of us are doing better than others. So, you know, if we can kind of maybe help and everybody feels each other's pain, we can, uh, we can get through this a little better. But let me just talk to you real quick about some of the, uh, the key points that we have found that have been very successful in working with at-home call center agents. And I'm saying call center agents because everything you see out there is you know, how to deal with at-home workers or at-home um, employees. But the call center environment is a totally different environment, right? The management level of that is totally different. You know, you're not going to really monitor the calls of a finance person or a marketing person who's at home. But you need to do that if you're a call center, right? Because that's that's the job. That's what we do. So let me just real quick take three minutes and kind of talk to you guys about some things that are really working for us. So we use Slack as our IM, our communication tool. We can do, we can make phone calls with it to to anybody who's on Slack. Uh, we can do video, uh, we can do group videos, and obviously we can just IM and, and chat. And you can do some other kind of fun things too with with memes and and those kind of things. But every single day, let's say let's take for example it's a nine o'clock shift. The supervisor will log in and they'll be there at nine o one. They will then go and look at all their agents and do a video group chat with everyone. So we can do up to 15 agents or 15 simultaneous video instances in Slack. And that's about what our ratio is, supervisor to rep. So we'll do that and look at everybody's face, make sure everybody's up and, you know, talk to them as a team. You know, what were team goals yesterday? What did we do? What do we want to try to do today? What were some of the things we're struggling on? What's new? 
what are some of the best practices that we're starting to see it at home? So kind of give it just an overall team meeting. And then, you know, we always talk about controlling the first half hour. We're kind of doing that, controlling the first hour now. And after that team meeting, right, with video, everybody will log in. And then we will do one-on-ones, right? Each supervisor will, will in that first hour, do a one-on-one video chat with each rep. You know, talking to them about their day, talking about their life, talking to them about their family. Is everything okay? Talking about individual goals, things they did really well with yesterday. So we want to just touch base, right? Because people are at home now. We don't want them to feel like they're not connected to the to the full process. The next kind of, I guess, policy or I guess more procedure is every 15 minutes, the supervisor has to talk to her team. You know, in the they're called channels, right? So... You know, each in Slack, each group is a channel. So to their channel, every 15 minutes, I got to say something like, hey, guys, really great start. Service level is 87%. Handle time's looking really good. I just monitored the first three reps. You guys rocked it. Something like that. So we're going to touch base in the team so everybody knows that we're there. Everybody knows that we're monitoring and everybody knows that we know what the stats are, right? And then we're going to do this early. We say breakfast, lunch, and dinners, but so, but in the beginning of the shift around lunchtime and then in the afternoon... We're going to do an individual IM, uh, just chat with uh, with each rep. Like, hey, Janie, really great job on the last two calls you had. Um, here's a couple tips on you know this cross sell product that we're working on. And then I don't know if you knew this, but um, you know Friday is only going to be half day. You know something like that. Uh, well, we're again we're touching base. We want to touch base as many times as we possibly can, right? And right now we're at like six or seven times during the day that we're touching base. And that doesn't include any QA that we do, right? So if, if QA, who's monitoring everybody and the supervisor monitoring, any feedback is going to be on top of that as well. So that's kind of the day um, of, of what the, the supervisors are doing. At the end of the shift, they're going to make sure that the payroll is good. We use T-sheets, which is in the cloud, which makes it pretty easy. And then, you know, they're going to send a shift synopsis, right? So, hey, guys, uh, you know, to me, just want to let you know everything went really well today. Here was our key stats. Um, Janie had to leave at two because uh, she had an appointment that she forgot about. Uh, just kind of give us the overall feel for each team per day and, and that it's being managed right. We also have a channel for computer issues, right? Because that's the new thing. Normally, you just kind of talk to IT or, or put a ticket in, right? So we just have an at-home computer issues channel, and only the supervisors can write to that channel. So if a rep has an issue, they tell their supervisor. Supervisor will try to troubleshoot it real quick. If that doesn't work, then they'll put it in there, and then our IT guys will, will kind of take it from there. I don't know. That's what I wanted to just kind of touch base with on that. I didn't really want to spend a whole episode on that because I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of tired of talking about it. <laughs> I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you about what my uh, my last two weeks have been like and Again, I want to hear from you guys, too, on, on what you guys have gone through. But even if this isn't interesting, and I think it is interesting because this is unprecedented with some of the things that we've had to do, um, I want to document it. I want to document the time. I think that this will be an episode that, that I go back to, and you know, maybe when, uh, when I'm having a rough day, I can kind of listen to, to this, and we can, I can re- remember what it was like when things really were difficult. I want to take you guys back, way back two weeks ago to, uh, to March 11th. March 11th was a Wednesday, and it's the first day that we had clients, and my client services guys come to me and say, hey, Tom, what's the plan if this coronavirus thing really goes up? What's our disaster recovery plan? And I said, well, our disaster recovery plan you know, says that we would move to the cloud or we'd move to at home because we are in the cloud, excuse me. And 
you know, like, okay, you know, that's kind of the plan. We just go to that with that home agents. But, you know, you write that disaster recovery plan up because you have to have one. But when you really go to execute, you know, is it is it beefed up? Is it is it a real document? And, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't feel really comfortable that I had a really good plan if we had to go virtual. But to be honest, I didn't think too much of it on that day. But that night I started to. Why? Because that's the night that the NBA shut down, right? So one player got coronavirus, they shut it down, and then the dominoes started to fall. So that night I didn't sleep well. I'm a person that if I don't if I don't feel like I have a plan or strategy, I, it gets sick to my stomach. Like I have to at least have things figured out, at least in my mind. It might not be on paper. It might not other people might not understand it, but I have to be able to to be able to talk about it intelligently. So I didn't sleep much that night. We had our first meeting uh, at 9.30 the next day, and I said, hey, guys, what what would this take if literally if we had to flip the switch and go 100% virtual, you know, what would that entail? And, and, you know, people's jaws dropped because we were so anti at home. We were brick and mortar. We're PCI compliant. Listen, I'm sorry. We are not PCI compliant right now. There's no at-home contact center, no matter what you have, what your policies are, that can be PCI compliant when you're at home. So just, you know, I want to set that straight. Uh, because everybody, I'm, I'm getting offered and pitched, you know, other call centers will come like, hey, if you have any extra capacity, we're totally PCI compliant. No, you're not. You're not. But anyway, that's just a little bit of a, I'll get off my soapbox on that. But I said, you know, we're going to have to deal with this in a, in a couple different ways. One is the IT side of it, right? What is the data, the telephony side, right? The data is difficult for us, for a BPO, because we have clients that are on Salesforce and Zendesk and Zoho, proprietary systems, some data that's on our systems here. It's not just like we all have Salesforce, right? We have to figure that out. The telephony piece, we can figure out pretty easy because we knew we were in the cloud. The HR, the payroll processing, we have to make sure we can pay our people and operate that way. How do we manage, right? How do we manage in this new norm? How do we have supervisors? What are the, the procedures for how they deal with at-home agents, right? And then we got to keep our clients. we got to keep talking to our clients, tell them what we're doing, make sure that they're cool with what we're doing, um, and, and make them feel like you know we, we have a plan here because we do. That day as well, I got the first phone call from, and this also, you know, got me really thinking from LA County two one one, which is the they're kind of their non emergency emergency line, right? So all their information that dealt with coronavirus whatsoever goes through two one one. LA County is also the largest county in the United States. I did not know the most populous, over ten million people. I was looking, and I think it's it's Cook County, which is Chicago, is like almost three. That's the second. So it's it's a it's crazy. Right. And, you know, they started and said, Tom, hey, we need we need 10 agents. Right. 10 agents. I said, OK. And then that Friday they called me and said, hey, you know what? We need 20. We need 20 agents. I said, OK. So, you know, we were sourcing agents to start to uh, start training that really Tuesday, then Tuesday, the next Tuesday. At the same time that our HR is trying to find all these guys, you know, we're trying to you know make sure that all of our clients right now are shored up. Finding 20 more people, which isn't a crazy amount, but still, you know, there's a process now that they got to do that. And then that weekend, I we kind of hunkered down or bunkered down with the IT staff, and we had to figure everything out. All right, make sure when we walk out of here on Sunday, we have everything tested from the telephony and the data side that we can tell every client, yes, we can go virtual on your program anytime that we need. Because at that time, we didn't really know if we were going to pull the trigger or not. But we wanted to make sure that we had a plan for it. And we did. So from our Salesforce clients to Zoho clients to proprietary clients, we set up a VPN for all of our internal stuff. We were set, feeling pretty good about myself, right? 
So Monday morning, we had our formalized plan. We we had everybody kind of break up into their groups. And if you have watched on LinkedIn, I actually have the videos. We actually recorded those meetings. Um, so it's kind of interesting, I think, you know, when we're talking about what we're going to, to do, check those out on LinkedIn. I think I have them on YouTube as well on the um, Advice from Call Center Geek channel. But we recorded all. We documented everything. So we weren't ready really to pull the trigger yet, right? So Monday... We're trying to get reps in for, for the other program. We're trying to finalize all the processes and the procedures. But, you know, we didn't know really what was going to happen yet, if we we're going to really have to do this or not. Tuesday, it was the first day that we sent reps home, right? So we sent three of them, right? Just three tests. Let's make sure that we're okay with this. All of our, you know, we're using Slack, as I, we kind of talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Let's make sure that we can communicate, that we can video, we can do all the things that we need to do to operate um, and kind of put our toe in the water. Wednesday was kind of our stress test. So we sent everybody home, at least three reps. I should say, I don't mean everybody home. Three reps from every single client that we have. We sent them home to work from home that day. So we could just make sure that we had connectivity, that every client was going to be taken care of, that everything worked properly, that we could communicate, that we could do payroll, that everything was good, everything looked good. And thank gosh we did that because Thursday... Governor Wolf here in Pennsylvania ordered that all non-essential businesses needed to be closed. Now, what does that mean? Are we essential? Are we non-essential? We're doing two-on-one stuff because we started training that day. Um, you know, what does that mean? So we we applied for a waiver that day to make sure. We, we still thought we were okay because of the 211. It's the emergency line, but still it's not a Pennsylvania emergency line. Could that have anything to do with it? We applied for the waiver. Um, that day we ended up sending everybody home thursday and friday that was non-211 related so we we just said hey listen we have two days now let's get every single person home you know we have this waiver that's that's in process not sure but still we're not really social distance at this time we need to be we need to get these guys home. Everybody's on top of each other in the call center. We're trying the best we can to sped, spread people out. But by the end of Friday, everybody was gone, right? And I, I did a video on that too. And it's 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 gotten a lot of hits because I was I was kind of sad, right? I mean, it's it's weird, right? Everybody, you're still working and you know that it's not like you're closing. And in fact, you're operating at a pretty high level, but still nobody was here. And it seemed it seemed kind of ominous. That Friday as well, um, we we really started our first full day of taking calls for 211. I get the phone call from 211 that says, hey, they need another 30 agents. So we go into full gear last weekend, right, to start to bring people in. And by the way, we use Facebook. You know, that's really now, we and we have an Indeed account, but we use Facebook as our really our sole um, way of bringing in people. I mean, you can spend a hundred bucks on that, post an ad, post it to 45 miles around your area. Um, it's really good. I almost can do another whole podcast on that guy. But during the, uh, during the weekend as well, on Sunday, I believe, I got a letter from the state. It was not a waiver, but it said, Tom, we believe that you don't need a waiver, that your business is kind of a life-sustaining business and you have permission to stay open, which made me feel pretty good. So... Felt good as well that we had everybody home, weren't taking any chances. We actually called a nurse and we had a nurse come in that was going to come in now starting like really for all of this week. It's 
as I'm recording this, this is a, a Thursday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, I'm getting my days confused. It's Wednesday, the, uh, the 25th. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, she's been here so far. So anybody that we are trying to hire for the new 211, they get their temperature checked. Um, we social distance them. We've spread out our, we spread out all the, uh, the people coming in to apply. So when they come in for their interview, you know, we made sure that you know, we didn't have a waiting room of 10 people just kind of waiting in there, just, you know, kind of the new norm. We're also using the nurse to take everyone's temperature before they come into their shift on the 211 program. So that's this, that was Monday. So now Tuesday was the last day that we had the first class of 211 guys still here, took their temperature. They ran their shift. We packed up all their equipment. Now they are home and they're currently working today as their first full day from home. Um, yesterday or on Tuesday as well is when we got a visit from the health department with two uniformed Mill Creek, which is the, the, uh, township that we're in Mill Creek police officers. I think they're Mill Creek. And again, they don't know if we're allowed to be open. If we're not right now, all non-sustaining, all life, non-life sustaining businesses are supposed to be closed. So she came in and, you know, asked, you know, why we were open. And I showed her the email from the state. She asked if she could look around. I said, yes. She saw that we had a nurse on staff checking everyone. She saw that we were social distancing. She also saw that we had uh, hand sanitizer and we were having people wash their hands. She was, could not have been nicer, could not have been more professional. Officers were awesome. Um, so not even really a write-up, just kind of wrote what she saw and it kind of left. So we kind of, I don't say dodge a bullet cause we weren't doing anything wrong, but you know, that's, it's nerve wracking, right? When you see the health department there with, with two police officers, you know, you're, you're kind of on the defensive right, right from the door, but you know, I'm super, I'm super charming. So I'm sure I figured we figured it out last night, <coughs> excuse me, we got a full waiver from the state. That says, you know, we we are exempt and we can't stay open. So we, you know, that's on all of our social media right now. We also posted on our front door, right? So anybody that uh, is coming in um, kind of understands that, that we, we've had a waiver. Now, the waiver still means you still have to abide by all of the social distancing and all of the rules from from the health department. So, you know, we, we are doing that right now. So currently we are training, you know, one more class for two on one. That's going on right now. That's the only thing in the call center. We're not even using our training rooms. We're actually using the call center because nobody's in them, and we're trying to space people out right in this giant call center with only twenty people. It's pretty easy to do. Um, so we're we're training, educating. Those guys will be here for a day or two, and then by Friday they're going to go home, and we should have everybody uh, everybody home. So the good thing is. Unlike a lot of businesses, we are extremely lucky. I don't know right now if we're winning or losing, but I know we're we're still playing the game. We uh, we have people that are working. Every client is being serviced. Service levels are great. Our call off percentage has been much less. I think our communication culture is even better because you know Slack has kind of forced us to all talk to each other. And if you you know you can just click a quick button and do have a phone call through Slack as well, which is it's been really really cool. You know, I probably did a poor job of talking to all the employees at once. I use Facebook, but you know, now I'm using Slack as our we have a general channel with everybody in it, and I can I post like a daily message to everybody on on kind of where we are, what we've been doing, who's been rocking it, you know, what are some of the things that I need some help with, and I think it's helped us as an organization overall uh, become closer, become a better team. Uh, I think that there's a place for this, this at-home model. 
I don't think it's for every client yet because there's still some security issues that I have. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, right now it's either, you know, you kind of take the chance that you have the right people or you close. And, and that's the same thing with each client. So it's a unique operating environment, one that is going to make us so much stronger. One is going to be able to offer my company, you know, the ability to do virtual at any time. We can scale an at-home and we've proven that we can operate in that environment. And I think we can operate really well. So if I can, you know, I think, you know, moving forward, we're going to be a hybrid call center where I will always have some type of or portion of rep or business or percentage of business that we're going to do at home. And then a percentage of business that I think is very important to have in a brick and mortar and, and really learn to operate, you know, in both of those, uh, those pools. So so that's kind of my two weeks, guys. It's been a roller coaster, up and down. Um, overall, the the people that I have worked with, you know, you really find out who your leaders are. And I kind of posted that that I think two weeks ago and said, "Hey, guys, you know, watch everybody who works for you this week because by Friday you're going to know who your leaders are." And you can see that right when when the the you know the guns are firing, who's the one who's ducking for cover and who's kind of really taking the charge and. And leading and, and and helping, and I think it's a it's a big testament to a lot of the people in a lot of our organization that maybe we didn't even know, didn't know that they had certain skill sets. So, pretty proud. I've learned a lot. I'm glad that I'm living through this. I would never want to do this, but it's definitely making me stronger as a leader, as a person. It's making my organization stronger. It's forcing us to do things that maybe we never would have done. So I don't know if there's a silver lining in this, I guess, I guess that's what it is. You know, we're still operating. A lot of people aren't, you know, we have at least have the opportunity. So guys stay safe, um, practice your social distancing. It's not a joke, you know, really, really try to do everything you can to stay safe, stay at home as much as you possibly can. And we're trying to get everybody home as, as fast as possible. Um, let's try to get that community going. A lot of us are at home, you know, let's talk to each other, so if you have some call center questions, I'm sure your family your family is not going to be interested in it. So you can go on the Advice of a Call Center Geek community on Facebook, uh, post some stuff, and there's there's people willing and able and ready to, to kind of talk to you guys there. So, all right, guys, that's, uh, that's what I got. I don't know if it's a depressing episode, fun episode, interesting episode. It's certainly an episode. So I will talk to, I'll talk to all you guys next week.